Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Patrick Smith, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Nick Irwin, Shane Eisterhold, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? We pop some Tide Pods and discuss video game addiction. Uh, you know, this is kind of going to be an interesting topic because we're just going to be like giant forum style here with this, guys. It's pretty much, you know... I'm sure we all know somebody or ourselves at one point or another maybe suffered from this or maybe maybe you don't believe in this. So we're kind of going to go around and talk about, you know, video game addiction, your thoughts on it. You know, because I think pretty much that most of the world views there's probably a preconceived notion about gamers. Right. I mean, when you think about when you tell somebody you're a gamer or when you talk about gamers with somebody, most of them probably think of kids. Right. I mean, if you if you. If you talk about gamers, most people probably think of kids. They yep. probably don't picture, you know, our age people, you know, mid-30s, mid-40s people playing video games. That's just not what's normally uh, most people think about unless they think you're addicted to video games. I mean, I may be way off on base, but I think that's what the majority of people out there who think when you tell them you're a gamer. You know, they probably think, oh, there's something wrong with you or something well, like we, that. We grew up with it, you know. Right. I mean, that's the thing is – you know, our for our age is when video games exploded, basically. And so we grew up with that genre, that 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 type of uh video game collection and video game playing that, you know, as it as we grew in age, it continued to stick with us. So I don't know if I find it really more of a, a, you know, for me personally, I don't really find it an addiction. Um, you could say the same for people that are into movies or into books or into really any sort of hobby. You know, I find it more of a hobby type thing. I guess it would be an addiction if, you know, you spend your life savings and, and you can't afford bills and things like that because you're buying video games or spending money on video games. You know, that I think that would consider to be an addiction at that point. Okay. So that's a or, good, that's, know, a, that's probably a good place to start. Why don't we all say what we think that term means? So Nick just gave us his definition. Russ, why don't you tell us, what do you, th- what do you envision the word or what does, what do you think video game addiction is? Well, I had actually done a little research before we started talking. I, I don't know if you want me to get what I think or I what you thought. Okay, because we're going to have to come back to me because I did the research and I want to let everybody know what uh, the who. And no, Shane, it's not the group. It's the World (laughs) Health Organization uh, has actually recognized it as a gaming disorder. So anyway, so what I think it is, uh, I believe that if this if it's something that interferes with your um, ability to do your uh, daily life, to the, it, it uh, disrupts the ability for you to take care of your responsibilities. I think those two things really define to me in a very general sense uh, what an addiction is. If, if, and, and we could talk about daily routine or your responsibilities. 
responsibilities could be a very broad subject when I say that. It could say it could mean financial responsibility, family responsibility, you know, and and those other responsibilities. Those are the two key ones. But I, I could go on and on with the list. But I, those two main responsibilities is what I'd like to start with. But if you're if you're you know, it could be in kids. It could be your schoolwork. It could be your chores. It could be if it's if it's interrupting what your responsibilities are in your life. I believe that's a a key indicator. Shane, what about you? Shut up! I'm playing a game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, you basically hit it. I mean, uh, if you have to have a poop sack just because you don't want to get away from your game, that's uh, that's an addiction. If uh, you know, you stink to high heaven because you ain't got time to take a shower because you're playing a game. It's an addiction. Um, and if you're damaging your body, you know, physical, mental, you know, just to play Halo or WoW or whatever, it's an addiction. It's hard to say what really is an addiction. I'm not a, you know, scientist or somebody smart at all, <laughs> but... Uh, if you're if you're willing to sacrifice daily routines that need to be done, uh, you're you're addicted. But you know it's like me. I I take care of all my business. I take care of my job. Take care of my family. You know. And then when it's my game time, it's my game time. I'm not out drinking. I'm not out uh, doing stupid crap. You know. I'm sitting at the house playing games. My kids play games with me. Uh, you know, we're a gaming family. We pay board games and stuff like that at dinner and whatnot. So I don't think we have a game addiction, but there are people out there that <laughs> the South Park episode where they're playing uh, World of Warcraft, that is a definition of a game addiction right there. When you see Cartman just can't even breathe because he hasn't gotten out of that chair in the last, you know, six months, that's an addiction. But, you know, I, how people how people perceived a game addiction, though, is misunderstood, in my opinion. I think uh, most people, when they say, oh, you play games at any age, they think, oh, well, you, you know, you're just uh, addicted or something like that. Because a lot of people think that, you know, me and my wife once in a while, you know, should be like, oh, you're playing that. You should have been uh, fixing something. I was going to say, Shane, your wife probably disagrees with you. You're addicted. <laughs> No, I don't think she thinks I'm addicted. I think she thinks uh, I need to do stuff that she wants me to do. At times, I want to do other stuff, which is play a game. <laughs> so I will be in agreement with the majority of that. I would honestly say a game addiction is just like any addiction. If it's disruptive to yourself or others around you, then it's an addiction. But at what point, what somebody considers a disruption to themselves may not be up to somebody else's. So just like any addiction, you know, there's going to be somebody is going to classify it. And Russ has already found something where there's a classification of what considered it. So, you know, we'll come back to him and figure and hear some of that. But I mean, it's all, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain because you hear about addictions and everything in life. There's, there's addiction to food. There's addiction to drugs. There's addiction to sex. There's an addiction to everything. There's addictive personalities and stuff like that. So, I mean, when you take into consideration those things, let's think about like an addiction to food. So people just eat and eat and eat until they become so large that they're medically there's medical issues. You know, they're harming themselves and those around them have to take care of them and et cetera. Uh, there's addiction to drugs to where 
that people basically lose their life and health and everything else because of they can't stop doing the drugs and all that stuff. And then there's like, you know, all kinds of different addictions. And basically they all end with being harmful to yourself or to others to some extent, you know, doing things that are harmful to yourself or others. And, you know, and then I will say that I don't consider myself to have an, an addictive personality. I don't drink. I mean, I do drink, but I don't drink like all every day, all day, every week. I'll have drink every now and then. Uh, I don't smoke, never smoked in my life. And I've tried it a few times. It's not for me. I don't, you know, I, I'm not a huge drug user. I'm, I don't go out and snort a line or any of that kind of stuff all the time or anything like that. And, you know, and I don't, um, I think my biggest addiction probably would be food, now. right? You know, my, my biggest addiction is <laughs> probably bored. food. I like food, but, you know, it's yeah. not, I'm not going to let it get to the point where I'm 400, where I'm on like my 400 pound life or something like that. But I'm overweight and it's because food's good and, and I like to be fat and happy. I would prefer not to be fat. And still be happy, but you can't eat chocolate cake and be a supermodel. So, you know. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> chocolate cake. You know, so I like that stuff too much. I enjoy the food. I enjoy uh, cookies and stuff like that, but I wouldn't consider what I do an addiction. I have proven to myself that I can lose the weight. The problem is, is that I'm unhappy when I am living a very restrictive lifestyle, if I, you know, and if I'm going to die at 40 or 50, I want to be happy. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be looking back and being like, I was so unhappy. I should just eat the darn cookies, you know, <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, I guess addiction is, it can be classified, but it's different for everybody else. And when we get back to story time, I will give you stories of what I consider were gaming addiction times in my life, because I'm pretty sure I went through it. Um, whereas we all might have when we were, especially when we were younger. So, you know, going back to Russ, do you want to jump back on the bandwagon of what you found? Yeah, let's do this. So, first off, the WHO, again, Shane, the World Health Organization. Who are you? Who's on first? So, uh, the uh, they have added that disorder to the ICD-11. For those that don't know, that is the International Classification of Diseases. Uh, underneath that, it has actually a couple of different categories. Number one has gaming disorder, which is predominantly online. And we have a gaming disorder that is predominantly offline. And then, of course, they have the unspecified gaming disorder. So just reading you the description real quick, gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurring gaming behavior, digital gaming or video gaming, which may be online or offline, manifested by, one, an impaired control over gaming, Onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, and context. Uh, an increasing prior, uh, priority, uh, sorry, priority given to gaming to the extent that the gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities. Continuation, and uh, this is the third part of it, the continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. The pattern of gaming behavior has, behavior may be continuous or episodic. Uh, and recurrent. Uh, the pattern of gaming behavior results in marked distress or significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. The gaming, uh, in the last little bit here, the gaming behavior and other features are normally evident over a period of at least 12 months in order for a diagnosis, a diagnosis to be assigned. Although, 
the required duration may be shortened if all diagnostic uh, requirements are met and symptoms are severe. So 12-month period, that might help with story time. Oh, that <laughs> so, do. So, so, so just, just to tack onto that, I would consider yeah. that means that every one of us is addicted to video games. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I think that's a little overkill. No, I don't, because because you don't have to meet all the criteria in that. You have to meet a percentage of the criteria, right, Russ? It, it says probably a, like like when I look at the world, the WHO organization, they basically said over a twelve month period, if you um, if you partner or a friend have five or more of those signs, you are considered to have a problem. And so let me just go through some of this list with you guys, and I want to hear from each of you. If you think this is a sign of you, you think about gaming all day or a lot of the time. Nick? Yep. Shane? I'm thinking about sex. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> though, you think about uh, video games pretty often? Uh, depending on the time of year, but yeah, quite a bit. Russ? I, I think I'm on, no, on the no side. I Yes, I think I'm on the no side. I don't think about it okay. near as much as as you guys. I, I do think yes about that one. I, but I you have a you have a sex addiction, so that's different. Right. Oh. I think about it all the time. <laughs> I do too. And and what I mean by all the time is it doesn't mean like 24/7. It just says about about gaming all or a lot of the time. And I would consider that a lot of the time because you know we even have a we even have a sneaking podcast about it. That's how much we think about and play games. Yeah. I mean, and we play one new game a week. Yeah. So, you know, okay, so that's that one. Feeling bad when you can't play. Uh, I will say I don't feel bad when I can't play, but I, you know, if I had planned to play and I didn't get to play, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have got to play. So, uh, Nick, do you feel bad when you can't play? I, I would agree with what you just said. I don't feel bad when I can't play, but I feel bad when I am planning to play and cannot. Right. Shane? I want to play. No, I, you know, it just depends what I was playing. If it was a plan to play, like, you know, we're going to do a group night. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be upset if something comes up we can't play. Gotcha. And Russ. Pre 30, yes. Post 30, no. Okay. So I'm going to probably just kind of skim through these. So here's a good one. Using gaming to ease a bad mood and or feelings. And I would say yes, because I use video games as an escape. Nick? Yep. Shane? Oh, hell yeah. And Russ? Yeah, I'll say yes to this one. Okay. That's why I'm picking these, because I'm just trying to get to five. Uh, <laughs> I will say no to this one, but lying to people close to you about how much time you spend game, playing games while dating, the answer is yes, but currently no. For me. Uh, Shane? No, because I don't care what anybody else thinks. Russ? No, I don't truthful, lie about Truthful it. and honestly. No, no, I do not. I and do I'm not calling lie. bullshit this one. I'm going to have to say bullshit too. Because I honestly do not believe you <laughs> tell the people that you are dating how much time that you spent playing games. The so I'm last, gonna I'm going to say the last person I did not, I was not 100% honest, but every person I've dated since then, I do talk about board gaming and gaming quite a bit. I have, I have put that out there. So you're being more truthful. And Nick, when it comes to dating, or anybody in general. It's anybody. I was just saying that's what my experience oh. is. I don't lie to, like, my friends or my family no. or anything about that. But when I was dating, when I was younger, I would omit details about it. So that's guilty yeah. by omission, you know. But yeah, when now I was in my current when life, I was no. dating when I was younger, yeah. But now, no, I don't care. 
Let's see here. Uh, so we all kind of did that. Not me. I was innocent. <laughs> How about, you know, this one here I'm going to say, you know, not being able to quit or even play less. I would say that's not a problem with me because I've gone the extent of my life without playing. And I can still do that now. It's just I like gaming. So I don't think that one is me. How about you, Russ? Of course. I'm, I'm yeah, no, that's I, I didn't have Internet for like eight months. Right. I survived through it. <laughs> uh, Shane? You know, I don't think I don't think I could go for more than three weeks without playing a game, really. Right. I mean, I don't. I guess the more question is, I could play less, and I think I can quit, but I don't want to quit. And, and yeah, about- I could play less, but I couldn't quit because I enjoy what you know what gaming gives me. Nick. Yeah, the same. I mean, there was a, a stint earlier in my life where. I did go for like a year without really playing anything. Um, yeah, but luckily you divorced that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> after that, no. no. So so I mean, Russ, could you quit gaming? Oh yeah. You think so? Yeah. You give I, it up permanently I, in your life? If if it if it was the right if it was the right like reason to quit. That, yeah, I mean like, I mean it had it it. Yeah, I mean, I think I could if it had to be for the right reasons. I mean, I just about gave it up. No so, cool. I, 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 you know, so, so there's a lot of ambiguity here. So how about this one? Not wanting to do other things that you used to like, you used to like. And to me, that's a loaded question because I, uh. I used to like to drink a lot, but I play games now. Instead of doing that, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh, I used to like going out more, but I would rather play video games now. So I guess I'm going to have to say yes to that one. Uh, not wanting to do other things that I used to like, but I'd rather gaming. So I'm going to say yes to this. Russ, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. Does that, somebody else have an answer first? Because this one's got to be load, That's a kind of a It doesn't matter, question. but this is one of the questions. If you hit five of these within a 12-month period, then you are addicted according to them. And I think we've already hit <laughs> but, you know. No, I mean, I used to like sex, but I got married. I mean, that doesn't just because you you work you change from one thing that you enjoyed to another. That doesn't mean you you but gave up on it. Of, it's just growing reason, away from something. I, I'm going to make a point with all these, but I just you know. So Nick, what about you? No, I still do what I like to do. It was just a game. <laughs> and, and that's true. I mean, that's that's how me and Nick, you know, met was discussing games, and I mean, that's um, what we do. But well, that's how the we thing all. Thing is, met. I still love right. golf. Exactly. Yeah, but I think me and Nick are the only ones that didn't meet through gaming. Yeah. <laughs> but gaming is why we're friends because we met at yeah. work, and now we're gaming because we. That's how we still hang out with each other. Um, I don't. I think that's kind of a. a, a a BS question because I mean I, we we all like golf. I mean we all like to play golf. Uh, but you know have we ever but said golf hey, with friends is not fun? <laughs> no, no. No, golf with friends is not fun for you. Um, well, but my interest here is my interest here is to see what what Patrick's point is because I think I I think I know where he might be leaning to, mm-hmm. and I, I would like to have a counterpoint if if okay. he, if he's going where I think he's going. Okay. So the next one is having problems at work, school, or home because of gaming. Now, I will say now in my current life, that is not a problem. Uh, I have my work priorities, I have my home priorities, and I have my gaming priorities, and they don't conflict. 
uh, early on in my life? The answer to that was yes. I played games at a detriment to school. I played games at a detriment to my personal life and to a work life. So how about you, Nick? Now, currently, maybe past, yes? No, never. Nope, never. I always make sure my stuff was done. Okay. Shane? Uh, same here. I, you know, I always, I always had priorities for myself. And I'd, I'd, if I didn't set those priorities, though, I probably would have, you know, worked through some things I shouldn't have. But, okay. No, Russ? I never did. No, I'm in agreement with Patrick. Probably the same with me. Early on, it did, I mean, I mean, it's not story time, but real quick, uh, <laughs> I played Mortal Kombat 2 for three days straight and missed every single class in those three days. So, yes, early on, I did. And, and, you know, and I will, and I will honestly admit, I haven't done this in a long time, but I have called in sick to work to play a game because I didn't take off and I didn't realize or didn't take off PTO. I have done that. So, I mean, if you want to consider that having a problem, I guess you can. I, but I, I wouldn't consider that. But that's, really a, that's an item, though. I had a problem, and my solution was to call in sick to work. I had the, I had the game. For- <laughs> did, your work, did your work suffer from that? Did, yes, did, your work not, did your work not get completed? Yes, did, because I didn't do it. Because I didn't yeah, do yeah. work. So you didn't <laughs> go the next day and take care of whatever needed to be done? No. I, we, so I, whatever honest, was supposed I, to be done that day just just didn't get done. Right. But that's okay. My responsibilities See, for that. Well, I mean, it could be anything. When I was younger, I worked in fast food. Nothing. I, I put them in a bind because I called in sick. You know. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Now, that's now true. but now, now, nowadays though, my job is if I didn't do it, if I called in sick and didn't do it, I have to do it the next day because nobody's going to do it. That's just the way exactly. work life is now. But I'm talking about anytime. So, yeah, and that I understand. And then the next one was playing despite these problems. You know, if you were having school problems or work problems, uh, you would play besides these. And I would say I did at one point. I don't – if I have problems at work now, I play games because that's my relief from work. If work is stressing me out, that's my that's my, that's my getaway from everything. Yeah. If don't I'm having a bad drink. day at work – yeah, if yeah. I'm having a bad day at work, I will come home and be like – I can't wait to play this game just so I can escape. So, you know, there's there's all these things. And just my point is, is that this is all so ambiguous to the point of, you know, I can probably tick off most of these. The first one, thinking about games a lot or all day, I do that. Feeling bad when you can't play? No, I would feel bad if I planned to play and didn't get to play. Needing to spend more and more time playing to feel good? I don't feel that one has to happen. I play the same Um, Not being able to quit or even play less, I would say yes, I don't want to quit. So play yes, I can do yes. But So I've ticked off two. Uh, Not wanting to do other things that you used to like. I'll tick that off as three because that's me. Having a problem at work or school because you become – because of gaming, I have not had one in the last 12 months, but I have. So there's another one. There's a fourth tick for me. Despite these problems, you played. Of course, that's why I played. Lying to people in my past, yes, I have to, to hide how much I played. Uh, using games to ease bad moods, of course. So I ticked off the majority of that list, but I do not consider that I am addicted to gaming. I consider gaming my hobby, and it's something I enjoy and something that I have fun with. This, the game, amount of gaming that I'm doing does not affect my life, doesn't affect my life to that extent. I have a good job. I have a girlfriend. I have a daughter. I have a house. I have a car. I have all these things that a normal person would have, but according to this list, 
I have video game addiction. We'll take so, you and get you some rehab. I don't want rehab. <laughs> Rehab's for quitters. <laughs> well, so so those general questions are, you know, what probably some people use in order to see or to try to define it. But I think the biggest part of the descriptor that I read was the pattern of gaming behavior results in marked distress or significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other areas of functioning. I, I think we all can relate to a time where maybe it did that. Maybe I mean, at least me and Patrick would be willing enough yeah. to say, yes, there is a time in my life where that happened, but definitely not in the last 12 months. Definitely not in the last, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 years. years. Yeah, yeah, 10 years probably. So, you know, I mean... To each his own in defining it, but we all can at least relate, empathize, and understand how this could happen to somebody. Yes. I mean, I guess maybe how it relates is, I guess it maybe is story time. So I'll go first and somebody else maybe want to. But when I was in my 20s, uh, I worked a rather menial job uh, for a trucking company and made good money and had a roommate and had a girlfriend, had all this stuff. I played video games a lot. And what I mean a lot is I worked a shift where I, where I worked, I worked 12, three 12 hour shift, three 12 hour days and a six hour day. What that means is that Friday night, I went in at 6 p.m. I got off at 6 a.m. Saturday morning, did the same thing Saturday and Sunday. And then on Monday, I went in at 6 p.m. and got off at midnight. And I didn't have to go back to work until the following Friday. So I basically had off like three, almost four days when you consider that type of a schedule. You know, I was off Monday at midnight, so basically Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Didn't have to be back into work till Friday at six. I would game all that time, and then even when I did my three twelve-hour shifts, I would still get off work at six o'clock in the morning and get some game time in, and then go get a few hours of sleep, and then get up and game a little bit more before I went back into work. All this to say is how I knew it was an addiction was because I had a girlfriend, and I would rather play games than be with my girlfriend who eventually moved in with me. I mean, this is how bad it was, is that, you know, she was with me during this whole time. We dated for eight years or something like that, to the point to where she moved in with me. Eventually, my roommate uh, met a girl, and he went, and they moved out. So me and the girlfriend got a cheaper house to live in. Well, I lost my job. Uh, I got laid off. And so I was bitter, and all I wanted to do was play video games. So I got to the point to where, I drew unemployment for nine months, and it was during the time when there was a, an employment crisis type thing. So you could extend your empl unemployment for another nine months with no harm. So basically, I was on unemployment for 18 months, brought in my $350 a week, and played video games from, day, from the time I got up to the time I went to bed. To the point to where I remember plenty of times where my girlfriend tried to initiate sex with me, to the point to where she crawled under the desk one time. To give me a blowjob, and I was like, I'm in the middle of a raid. You gotta stop. I can't concentrate. That was a time in my life of about three to four years where that's all I did. She got to the point to where she had enough, and she left. That's how I consider that an addiction because it ruined my relationship. It ruined. It ruined. It probably. I guarantee you, it probably hurt her psyche a little bit that she was treated that way because she was not an ugly woman by any means. She was very attractive, and all this kind of stuff. You know, there's no. It was caused harm, indirect harm to her because of the way that I treated her. So I consider that an addiction. And now and later in my life, I could see that. But when I was younger, that was just norm. I mean, 
I got up at 10 o'clock noon whenever I decided to wake up, and then I gamed until wee hours of the night playing WoW and doing all that kind of stuff. WoW was an addictive game for me. Now I can play it, and I can barely stand it. It's kind of boring and all that kind of stuff. But that was just one point in my life to where a video game ruined a relationship, and video games have ruined more than one relationship in my life, you know? So, well, that, uh, I don't know, I feel like I want to hug you now. <laughs> I, I, it's, it, you know, life works the way it works. I am happy in my current life. I've got, a, like I said, i got a girlfriend, got a kid. I'm pretty happy in my life. I have the gaming time I want, and I'm not missing out for anything in my life. You know, as a kid, you and this is how I look at this. As a kid, I learned, stop being stupid, you know, stop being an idiot, you know, because the whole time that I didn't work, she was having to pick up all the slack because I was bringing home $350 a week, and that was basically going towards our rent payment, you know, and then what little bit of groceries I could afford. I was giving it all to that type of stuff and doing a whole lot of nothing with my life but keep, besides keeping my WoW subscription going and the Internet going. That was what my goal in life was to do, and that's what I did. And then when when that when that day came, and I'm going to tell you what that was the eye opening. It was probably one of the worst things that I have ever had happen to me in my life. But I yeah, finally unemployment had ran out, and I had been doing odd jobs to keep the money coming in because I was in IT, so I could go and work at this guy, and he'd pay me 75 bucks an hour to come in and do this or 120. And I went to work. I went to make you know I went to work for a guy for 120 bucks an hour doing contract work, and then I got home from the end of my shift. And I opened the door, and the entire house was cleaned out. She had enough of my crap, and I do not blame any of this on her to some extent. Now, she took everything, which stuff that wasn't even hers, she took everything. I literally came home to a couch, <laughs> a couch. That's it. My bed was gone. My TV was gone. My desk and computer was the only things left in there, but everything else in the house was gone. And so it was like... I don't know, being hit by a Mack truck, you know, and then she called me and was just like, I'd had enough and this and that. And she came over and we talked, but that was pretty much the end of the relationship. Nothing ever came from there and, and no blame or fault of hers. I was probably 80% to 90% at fault in that relationship, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I learned from that. Part of my brain goes, I didn't play games. I would honestly say I probably didn't play games for a solid eight or nine months after that. I couldn't look at a game. I couldn't play a game. I couldn't do anything. I immediately moved out of that house within the week. I moved back in with my mom, found a job that same month, and was just like, I can't do this. I got to change this. You know, it was it was bad enough to where I almost joined the Army because I was like, I just got to change my life. I can't do this. So I got a job, luckily, like a couple of weeks before I was supposed to get on the bus and go to basic, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I got a good job. So I got a job doing uh <laughs> doing I, not IT work, but basically electronic repair work for a local company. And then, you know, it kind of put a little bit of perspective, but life goes back to normal and I kind of came back into video game, but I feel I have a healthy, I have a healthy amount of video game in my eyes, but according to this list, my game level of gameplay is not healthy is all that I'm going to say. You know, I would consider that uh, my current girlfriend, she's happy with the way things work out because she has her hobbies and she gets to do her things. We spend some time together and do our things. Now, now that it's COVID, it's probably a little more worse because nobody can leave the house. So we're all cooped up in the house. And, you know, I work from home now. She works from home. We're all just all home all the time. And so gaming is kind of taking a little bit more precedence. But, you know, that's what that's kind of story time for me. You know, I will consider that addiction, but I would consider what I do now not to be an addiction. But according to this DSM-5 list, uh, I am addicted, but I don't I don't believe that. 
Well, geez, now how do we follow up with that story? Well, Russ I mean, has one of his own. <laughs> I'm I sure. mean, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of do. I mean, you know, you, you could. It, it definitely caused a, a pretty rough patch in a marriage. I mean, I don't know that it was it was necessarily all that either. Um, so when I first started playing Star Wars Galaxies, uh, I got really really deep into that, and I mean, I would get off at say. So I was in the military at the time. I would get off at, uh, I would work swing shift. So uh, I would get off at like nine, 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And I would game from Friday night till Monday evening. Uh, we had to go in at like say six on that Monday night. Uh, I would game, uh, that whole time only taking 30 and 45 minute naps, you know, three or four times a day. So I would be up. I would actually sleep more after work on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday than I did. Uh, on the weekend when I was actually off and, uh, it, it caused a problem. I mean, uh, we, I separated from my then wife for nine months. Um, you know, and, and when she came back, I, I kind of like Patrick, I took a second look and, and tried to write the ship. But I think a second time on it though, I actually probably have two, even a better time was, uh, I had gotten out of the Air Force and it was really tough for me to find a job when I first got out of the Air Force, and there was eight-month period there where I played morning, noon, and night. I, we moved in with the parents, came back, uh, got out of the military, came back, had to live with the parents. The ex, the now ex-wife, or at the time wife, she got a job, and I didn't get a job. I was trying to go to school, uh, barely passing the classes I was going to school, and I probably played for uh, 13 to 14 hours a day. Um, I think Patrick's moment where he realized that was was a day where I picked up my daughter from school. Uh, she was in second grade, and I realized that she was in second grade. So from the ages of my daughter being born to, to two years old, I, I was pretty thick into games, really hardcore, like over the top, close to where Patrick was at as well. And then that was when I kind of woke up and, and saw it, saw the saw the light, I guess you could say. A lot of those things seemed to happen so long ago, I kind of put them out of my brain, but between WoW and, and Star Wars Galaxies, definitely put many, many, many hours and almost ruined a marriage uh, in the process. But yeah, man, that's about all I have. I mean, I, 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 mean, I go ahead. Russ, I mean, you left out the best part. You used to stand up on top of a washing machine yeah. and, and, a, and an ironing board to play Star Wars Galaxies when yeah. you go to friend's house yeah i mean that's so, a that's a key integral part that you left out of how mad how bad yeah, you I, I forget play. about all the details so to to add some more to that portion of it so at the time i couldn't even really afford internet at that time we were i was in germany i was sending money back uh to my wife that we had been separated at the time so i didn't really have a lot of money because i was spent sending as much as i could back to her so back in the day what it was it asdl you know, uh, uh, ADSL, uh, we had there. And so I would go over to my buddy's house and, um, I would have my monitor on his washer, my keyboard and mouse on an ironing board and play from those times from Friday. Cause I would pack my computer up, go over to his house, set it up at, on Friday night. We would play from Friday night to Monday night, uh, Monday night. Uh, and we did that. That was, that was at Andy's house. And then when I went to this guy named, we called him omelet. Uh, Olette was his name, but we called him Omelette. When I went over to Omelette's, at least there I had the kitchen table. 
that I could sit on. But we would do the same thing. And that went on not just for one or two months, but that went like, I mean, eight or nine months straight. Uh, I did that every single weekend. Uh, and then even during the weekends, what sometimes I do is leave my computer there. And if we had a slow night where if we went, because I worked as an aircraft mechanic back then, it's like, so if we had good jets and, and we got everything fixed and let's say we only worked six or seven hours that night, I would go over to the buddy's house and I would game for four or five hours, crash on his couch for a couple hours and then go home, take a shower and go head back into work. So, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. I forget about right. that. Well, yeah, I mean, and all, and all that's just saying is, you know, as we were younger, we had those episodes, but I don't think that life has gotten back to that, especially not for me. But I also don't actually feel the same way about games as I did back then. I don't know how to explain the way that WoW and Star Wars Galaxies made me feel. Like, I just had to get on and check my harvesters in Star Wars Galaxies. Or, or I don't know, because when I think back of it, sometimes I think it's kind of boring now when I think about it. How many hours did we spend in your house or my house in Star Wars Galaxies going through tabs? Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, and just sorting like... stuff in bags and crafting and saying, oh, it's garbage. This one, let's re, let's re engineer this one and do that one and that one. Just spending hours doing mundane, boring tasks that if I had to do it now, I'd be like, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, just the level of uh, reorganizing a city, like like m- picking up a whole city and moving a city, making sure that, that we have the right quality products or, or, or uh, resources in, in certain bags so we knew where to get them exactly. I mean, yeah, definitely, my goodness, some of these things that we're talking about is, is rekindling the um, the insanity that I remember that we'd had. I mean, like to the point of like spending three, four, five, six hours just doing stuff in the city and not actually doing anything else outside of the game other than organizing. So, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think at that period of time for both of us, it was definitely an addiction. I mean, we could have used the ICD-11 back in the day. I mean, we we needed to be diagnosed because that was definitely a time where where we find we found ourselves addicted. I think maturity plays a part in it too. I mean, you know, as we become mature, we realize what's more important. Uh, though we love our games and though we love them as an escape, there definitely is a time where maturity. So, what right. about yeah, the cause... other two? Come on, I know they got to have a story too. Yeah, come on, Nick Shane. You guys don't have anything like that. I mean, we I've have I have a couple of those types of things in my life, but I think life has a way of smacking you in the face that you either learn from or you just go down the rabbit hole and don't return. And you know, my life smack in the face woke me up and changed what I did. Um to some extent, it didn't completely stop me from gaming. It did for a while when it happened, but I still play games to this day and I think enough about video games that I'm in a podcast with it, you know? <laughs> so what about you, Nick, well, Shane, you guys? You guys are losers because I've never been like that, ever. I've never done, like, favors for a guy, you know, over by GameStop, uh, you know, but... It's Game World over there where you live in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, honestly, when I was single, you know, I didn't I didn't even want a serious relationship till I was in my late 20s uh, because I seen, you know, how... That crap screwed up my brother's life. You know, I dated off and on different people, and I was fine with that. So my game time was my game time. I never really affected, you know, different family or kids or anything like that. Um, you know, probably the most 
uh, addicted time of my life, if you want to call it an addiction, was when I was single. I mean, that's all I want to do. I go to work, I take care of my bills, I pay my rent, you know, and all that stuff. But then I have my game time. Uh, I never let it, you know, interfere with my job uh, unless I took a day off for the next console or a midnight release or something. But, you know, uh, anything like that. Uh, now, once I had uh, my first kid with my ex-wife and everything, you know, I've definitely had to trim back uh, my gaming time. But, you know, it's never caused me to let my child sit in a sheet diaper, pardon my language, uh, or anything like that. Uh, I'm not going to say that uh, I would rather, you know, do something else that typical other people would uh, than play a game because that's uh, just not me. I prefer my video games. Uh, can I play golf? Yes. Do I want to play a video game? Yes. I'm going to play video games where I'm going to play golf. One, because it's cheaper. <laughs> but I would beg to differ on that, Shane. Well, yeah, I mean, it just depends on the, the time of year. I mean, but you already own a, the, you own a set of golf clubs, so it costs you like yeah. twenty eight fifty to go play nine holes. Yeah, but the problem is I really like golf and I want to play more. It's just twenty eight fifty, twenty eight fifty, twenty eight fifty. Right. But but you know, I I'm not going to say I haven't had uh, moments where it's just been constant gaming my old job before i ever got married and had kids i worked uh night shifts sunday during the day would be the only daytime hours and then monday through thursday we worked you know night shift so after work on like friday it was basically gaming till i went to work on sunday uh but you know it, you know if i had to go to a family thing with my you know parents or brother or whatever you know i'd go meet him and do that whatever but I, I never, I never put myself in that position after, after I got married and had kids. Uh, my wife, well, she will complain if I'm, you know, I wake up in the morning, everybody else is asleep. I'll go in here in the game room. I'll play a game. She'll wake up. What the hell are you doing? You need to go do this. Well, if I do this, you're going to wake up earlier. I didn't want to do that. Well, she don't care. <laughs> so she would, <laughs> she would, she would vary on her opinion of that. You know, to how my opinion of that is. <laughs> I would say there's one key word that everybody should have picked up in there is that Shane has a game room. Uh, and, and it's a print room, too. <laughs> I print in here. <laughs> it's a uh, game room. <laughs> it is a game room. But the, uh, you know, the point is, uh, I, I've never, I've never let, uh, I never let my gaming, I, you know, I think, interfere to the point where it caused that much uh, of an issue in any portion of my life. Now, when Seaman came out on the Sega Dreamcast, I had to take care of my Seaman. So at lunch breaks, I would run home Don't and check on him. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> checked on their Seaman. Russ, Seaman, not Seaman. Just so you got that one straight. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Oh, I got it straight, but I still know the why you played that game. All right. Because I could talk to him, and he was my friend. But, right. yeah, um, you know, but that's just me. You know, and, but I think addiction is really also uh, uh, an opinion. Uh, some people feel, you know, you have an addiction. Some people don't. It's like uh, the sex addiction, the, the old joke for a sex addiction. Is uh, it's not a sex addiction unless you get caught by your wife. Then it's a sex addiction. 
So is that the same thing with video games? It's not a video game when you're yeah. caught by your wife. Caught by the wife, yeah. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes that way because if, you know, everybody's asleep, I'm playing a game, I'm not bothering nobody, I don't see an issue. Wife wakes up, she sees an issue. <laughs> I guess it's just different for everybody, though, too, because, I mean, in all honesty, in my relationship, I, you know, I, my girlfriend has her own hobbies and interests. So, you know, uh, you know on nights that I'm going to play games, you know, she's she's what I would consider a typical social woman. If I'm gonna go and she's like, Are you gonna go play games? She's gonna, be, she's like, Are you gonna go play games? I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna go down down in the basement and play some games. And she's like, Okay, good, because I got my recording shows to watch, you know. And she watches all the, <laughs> all what I would consider these social butterfly type shows. She watches, you know, Kardashians and yacht shows and dating shows and all this type of stuff. And then, you know, she has her crafting hobbies and she likes to do those. And and she doesn't want to be up my butt 24 seven. I don't want to be up her butt 24 seven. So it's like. She has her hobbies. I have my hobbies, and it seems to work really well. And I will say in the past in other relationships, it doesn't. I mean, I dated a girl. Uh, I was married for a while to someone who didn't have their own hobbies. So they wanted to be, like, up my you know, up my butt. You know, I, I don't want to curse her, but they, they wanted me to be around 24-7. It didn't work that way. I wanted to have me time. Uh, and also, you know, I will admit that I had a job that I didn't necessarily love. I kind of hated my job and I had to tr- commute an hour one way, an hour back. And I was drained at the end of the day. So I would leave the house at six o'clock in the morning and I would get home at six thirty, seven o'clock and be eat dinner and be like, oh, I think I'm going to go try to get an hour of gaming in before bed or something, you know? And so that didn't, that, that marriage didn't last type stuff, you know, because she wanted something that I wasn't able or willing to give her, which was time 24 seven when I wasn't trying to do something else, you know? So, and I think it's all in how you relationship works. You know, we always make, we used to make a joke when I was younger. We used to have to call, get, you had to get your uh, wife faction up there. And <laughs> we used to always make that joke. I need to get some wife faction tonight, guys. I'm not going to get on, you know, to try to balance your, <laughs> your life with your, your life with your gaming. So you would say, Oh, I need to put in some faction time, which means, you know, I'm building up faction so I can play some. There used to be a running joke between me and Russ. I'd be like, Russ, you going to game tonight? He's like, no, I need wife faction tonight. You know? Yeah. Yeah, those are good times. But I mean, but but still though, we 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 traverse that portion of it. I mean, I don't think that those times that we struggled with gaming, um, you know, would have made us who we are now, and and really enjoy the time that we do get to game and enjoy the time that we do get with our family. Uh, I think I think that's just all the maturation of life. But we definitely wanted to have those specific instances where this can be an issue. I mean, we we talk about ourselves, but we also know uh, the horror stories of life. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the wow widows, the you know those people like that. The 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 stories you hear on the back end of like people leaving their kid in a in a in a um, car seat sitting next to them. Why they play WoW for nine and ten and eleven hours a day, um, you know, telling the group of people, oh, yeah, we're gonna have to get off for a little bit. Uh, child services says we need help, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, it's right. you laugh and you giggle. It but never we've gets that bad. Seen, yeah. We've seen yeah. that happen, you know, and so it is truly uh, something care- that we have to be careful of. I mean. Our kids, our children nowadays, I think, is the ones that we really need to monitor and watch. Games like Fortnite, uh, Roblox, yep. uh, 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 what is it, Minecraft, um, all those games 
in order to allow them to, you know, basically occupy their own time, which is fine. It's just, I think that's, that's the scary part of me. I, I, I definitely do not envy all three of you gentlemen, uh, for the time that we live in and, and trying to raise a, ch- a child that is, you know, not a, a, a attention deficit disorder. Not that, that children are all like that nowadays. I'm just saying with the amount of, of things that they can go on on the internet and, and the accessibility to these things, it is definitely a challenge for this generation of parenting. Right. So Nick, we've all kind of spoke. Have you had incidents like that in your life? Would you say? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, my, mine is pretty much kind of in line with Shane's. Um, you know, I was single for a long time and that was really kind of a choice for me. And during that time I would game and, and, you know, do whatever I want because I'm single. I mean, who cares, you know, <laughs> at that point. And, you know, I, and even Shane can attest to this. When I did get in relationships, I would disappear for, you know, years on end. And it would barely play any games and stuff like that. So I never let gaming come in the way of me and whatever I was doing relationship-wise or, or, or job-wise. I always make sure that, you know... For me, it was as far as gaming goes, I, I got to make sure that I got everything else done before I did the gaming, right? The gaming was kind of like second to everything else. I make sure I got my bills paid, my job worked, relationship, whatever it is, make sure that that's in line, and then I'd play video games. Not to say that I wasn't addicted to video games or that I didn't want to play them, because uh, I did, but... Uh, it was for me, it was always making sure that I got these things done with and then, you know, kind of playing video games was my reward, I guess, in the, in the sense, um, you know, my ex-wife was the same as, is <coughs> one of the ones that you were talking about, Patrick, where, you know, she didn't have any hobbies and, you know, I would have to be a give her attention 24 seven. And that really just, you know, that doesn't work out either. You know, it's not even for you is not necessarily because you're a gamer just in general, right? Because you can't, there's no amount of attention that you can give that person that's going to satisfy them regardless. And it's like, go find your own things to do. Like, you know, so anyway, (laughs) again, ex-wife, right. (laughs) You know, the current, girl i'm dating now you know she's great she's fantastic you know she has her own uh hobbies her own interests and you know kind of the same sense in 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 with you patrick where you know if i'm gonna play a game she's like great i'm gonna go watch the shows i like to watch you know so she'll go watch her shows or uh you know sometimes she'll hang out she'll just sit in there and you know i have a game room you know and she'll sit in there and and just chat with her friends on her phone or look up stuff on her phone while I'm sitting there playing a game because she just likes to hang out in the same room while I'm playing a game. And she doesn't mind it. Like, she doesn't bother me or, like, try to get my attention all the time. She's just sitting back there, like, half the time I know she's there, right? And But for her, it's not necessarily, like, hey, I want attention. It's more like, I just want to hang out with you. So if you're going to play a video game, great. I'm just going to sit back here and play, you know, play on my phone while you're doing that. 
you know. Right. Well, what uh, makes like it no nice... different than watching a show together, you know, at that point. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Because you're not talking to each other anyway. But what makes it nice, though, is, and it's the same for you, Pat, both your girlfriends, they're they're good with your friends. They, you know, so, if, you know, they understand the people that you hang out with. They understand your little group thing, so it's easier for them to comprehend. Nick's ex, on the other hand, uh, did not like any of that, did not want any of that, and didn't want any of that for him. Uh, so what he has now is is much better for him. I I will say this. My past relationships basically taught me two things in life. Was The first relationship that I ruined with video games was that I had a problem and I was playing too much games and paying... I was giving games more attention than anything else in my life to the point to where, like I said, I was on unemployment for 18 months, two nine-month stints back-to-back, and I didn't look for a job because I was getting unemployment. You know, I would halfway look for a job. I'd go online and put in an application and be like, I did my three looks for the week, move on, you know, and I would do that. I didn't honestly, earnestly try to find a job because I was like, you know, I don't want to play video games. I'm mad at the world type stuff, you know, and then... You know, uh, my second relationship taught me that there's a balance, and that balance was that I have to have me time, but, you know, and in my me time, I want to play games, and I don't play games 24-7. I made sure that mine and mine was taken care of. I mean, we did stuff on the weekends together. We did stuff in the evenings together. It was just, you know, work was a drain. Life was a little bit of a drain, and I wanted an escape at times, but if I wasn't around, if, if I wasn't if I wasn't up her butt for the time I got off work, the time I went to bed, and on the weekends, we had a problem. If I if I would go play games for two hours on the weekend, you would think the world was ending because she's like, I want to do something. And I'm like, go do something. Have your own life. I can't be your sole thing in life. And I, and I don't I – don't, I, ne- I never got that, and it just didn't work out. I mean, nothing bad about that, nothing – you know, we just didn't work out because – she wanted more from me than what I could give or what I was willing to give, you know. So it taught me that there's balance. And now in my new relationship, I have balance, you know. I'm pretty sure she would like it to be a little bit more balanced towards her favor, that she would like to do a little <laughs> bit more thing. But I never hear about it. It's not to the point where she's like, you got to do this or I'm going to leave you. Um, we have honest conversations. She's like, I would like to do this, and I want you to join me. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I am a what – what's – What's the term that I'm looking for? I'm, um, oh my God, why is the term escaping me? You're not um, an introvert. Yeah, but I'm you, not. But you're not introverted, but you are, you are introverted. <laughs> I, I will put it this way. I'm not a social person. I'm not a social person to the point where I like being around large crowds. I like being around my small group of friends and stuff like that and doing things like that. That doesn't bother me. But to me, people are draining. And I have a job to where I have to deal with problems and issues all day, and that's draining to me. So at the end of the day, I need to recharge, and playing games is how I re- – being by myself, I should say, is how I recharge. And gaming happens to be a solo activity. Sometimes I play with my friends at co-op games, but for the most part, it's single player, and it's a recharge thing. And my girlfriend understands that. She is a very extroverted person. She has to be around mm-hmm. people. So COVID, you can imagine, is killing her. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I try to give him a little bit extra attention where I can. Um, but she's not to the point to where she's like, has to be on me. And that's what my past relationships and gaming experience taught me is that there's balance in everything. And you have to just learn from it. You learn from it or it takes you down. That's that's pure and simple part of life to me, in my opinion. 
And I don't think that I have a gaming addiction, but according to this study, I have some bit of a gaming problem. Maybe they wouldn't call it addiction because I think the World Health Organization says there's only about 9% of the population at max that has a gaming addiction. So I don't know. I probably would consider it to be a problem, but I don't think it's a problem because I maintain my life. My work doesn't suffer from it. My personal life doesn't suffer from it. My kid doesn't suffer from it. My bills get paid. Everything gets taken care of. I hang out with friends. And just like Shane said earlier, I'm not at the bar getting drunk. I'm not out sleeping around. I'm doing what makes me happy, which is playing games. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, and the same thing with, you know, my girlfriend now. I'm sure she would love me to probably hang out more with her and do more things with her. But, you know, in the same sense, you know, again, like you said, Patrick, you know, like you like with your girlfriend, she doesn't complain about those things. Right. And if she really wants me to do something with me, she'll say, hey, I want to do this or I want to do that. And I really like for you to 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 come with me or be involved in that or whatever. And I'm like, okay, sure, that's fine. You know, not a problem. And if she wants to go do something on her own, she'll be like, you know what, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Okay, have a good time, you know, <laughs> and she'll go and do that, you know. And and so it's it's really that, you know, you can't have that uh, – in like our in in this case in our exes, you can't have that person that just wants you to be around them twenty four seven and do things with them twenty four seven. I don't even know how a person could want that. I mean, I understand wanting to be together and be with someone, but you know, no matter who I'm with or who I love, I don't want to be around them all the time. You know, <laughs> there's there's got to be times where I just want to be by myself, and I would assume the same would would they would want the same, right? It's like, there's got to be times where you want to be by yourself. You don't want to be with me 24-7. I don't want to be with you 24-7. Why would you want to be with me 24-7? So, what do you, what do, what do, we, what do you mean you want to be with 24-7? You don't love me? Huh? You don't love me? You don't want to be 24-7? <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, All day, I don't, every day I I don't want to be with you 24-7. I love you, but, geez, come on. There's some right. space. <laughs> I um, think this has turned into uh, dating in the age of video. It, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> But I mean, but I guess it's part yeah. of it, though. It really I guess is. I would honestly is. say, though, because some people would say that you're addicted to something, you know, like Nick, your ex would probably say you're addicted. Uh, my ex would definitely say I was addicted to video games. But I I play more video games now than when I was married to my ex. So that has to the say same, something. Same. I, I play something. more video games now than when I was with my ex. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's because I would your spend... ex never let you do anything you wanted. Exactly. It's always what she wanted to do. I mean, no matter what it was, it was always what she wanted to do, and it was never enough. And that was, you know, I mean, that's we're going off into a different conversation here, but that was the problem with that was no matter what it was, I could never do enough, and and no matter what I wanted to do, it was not enough for her. So, you know, luckily I found someone, and you know, and like I said, my ex, right, and my ex. Um, you know, I was married to her and, you know, we're no longer married. And, and that, I guess in this sense, again, kind of going off in a different conversation, but that's why I don't want to get married again. Right. Because I don't want to be bound to somebody. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Go on your way because I'm happy and content with my life that I don't. I don't want to sound like a mean person. I don't necessarily need you. Right. In that sense, like. Um, right, you want you want that person. You don't need them. You want to right. be around that person. 
Right. I want that person and I want that person to be in my life, but I don't need them. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can go on without. Right. <laughs> well, in fine. case my wife's listening, I need you, baby. <laughs> she didn't yeah. get that far. Right. Yeah, she didn't listen, Jane. She doesn't listen, no. Jane. And we but... interrupt this conversation with love with gamers. We just want to let you know that our sponsor tonight is a lot of bullshit. Thank you for joining. The... A lot of bullshit. That's a lot of vaginas, cousin. It's it's a uh, it's Delilah. Delilah. Right, Delilah. The rest is the male. What's the male version of Delilah? Daryl. My name's Daryl. No, that doesn't sound sexual. It needs to be Samuel. It's just Daryl. Night with Daryl. Daryl. There you go. It's Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, spilled yeah. like the cigarette. But I mean, I guess this is the reason that it's kind of going off on a tangent, though. Is I mean, video game in my in my honest opinion, video game addiction is very rare. Um, and because and I honestly feel this way. I mean, we all know and have seen people that have been addicted to video games. But you take you know, and I will admit, in part of my life, I probably would consider what I had was an addiction uh, to video games because I just didn't do anything but play them from day in and day night, and it took life to smack me in the face to kind of wake me up. Um, you know, if life never smacked me in the face, maybe I wouldn't have woke up. Uh, if, if I was still with the girl that I was with when I was younger, which was basically my high school sweetheart when all this happened, I don't know if I would have ever woke up, to be honest with you. I would have maybe got bored with games because there was a point where we were reaching boredom with games because they were just getting boredom. But I don't know if I would have woke up, to be honest with you. I don't know. There's a whole lot of what ifs and, you know, you know, in life that I can't answer. I just know the things that happened to me made me the person that I am today in the way that I think and look at things today. I am not going to put video games above my child. I'm not going to put video games above my girlfriend. I'm not going to put them above my job. But everything has balance and equilibrium in life, and I feel that I do it. And sometimes sometimes I give video games more attention than I give the girlfriend. Sometimes I give the girlfriend more attention than I do video games. Sometimes I give my kid more attention. It's just what I feel needs to happen or if I feel something slipping, you know, I mean – it's kind of an odd age we live in in this day and age, as Russ was saying. You know, my kid, my daughter plays video games. She plays Roblox and all these other weird things. But you know, it's a weird age. I'm I I will not let my child go out and play outside unsupervised like I did when I was a kid. There's no way I would ever let that happen. You know, I don't trust the world, and it's because of the way that we grew up. I mean, so Shane, Nick, Russ, when you guys were kids. Was this the same for you? When I was a kid, I left when breakfast was over, and if I got hungry, I'd come home for lunch. But if not, I knew just to come home when the streetlights came on. My kids, or you know, when I was growing up, my parents didn't know who I was till I hit eighteen. Right? And, you know, I was but, in and out. But that's the thing. Uh, I don't think the world's worse. It's just more publicized. Uh, I mean, I really don't think there's more kidnappings or more murders. It's just it's more publicized because everything in the world is at your fingertips. Everything in the world is in your ears. I mean, every day, what do you hear about? You hear about COVID, the elections, uh, movie stars, uh, these uh, TikTokers, uh, you know, that are making videos and crap. Okay. Everything is put at you. Now. Well, I mean, well, either, we were either way, we're kind of pulling away from from the right. the, the, the well, actual no, point, point is that. Well, no, he's got. I know where you're this. going too. He's, I have a point to go with it. But Shane, yeah. do you let your kids go out and do and be gone the amount of time that you were gone without knowing where they were, doing all this stuff? Do you do that? No. Do you let your kids do that? 
Okay. No, because yeah. I thought about it when they were born. Like, am I going to be, not that my parents were bad or anything, but I thought, you know what? It never really made sense that, you know, I could walk out that door. My parents never asked me where I was going. And when I came back, where you been? I mean, my parents maybe did a little bit of that, but they still let me run around town. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Nick, how about you? When you were younger, did you have that kind of freedom and did you do that kind of stuff? I did, yeah. I mean, my parents would ask me where I've been and where I'm going, right. but Pretty much know, they would basically, yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of lived outside, we lived out in the country, so, I, you know, I would just leave and go outside and ride my bike up and down the road and around the corner and just, you know, I mean, I half the time, parents probably didn't even know where I was, and exactly. I would just come in later on and be like, hey, you know, so, <laughs> and now you're on the no. other foot. Yeah. You won't and let you do right? No, I don't. I mean, it's most of, uh, if they're in the backyard, cause I have a gated backyard. Yep. So if they're going in the backyard, yes, I will let them go out there by themselves, but it's no going in, in the front yard. And if they're in the front yard, it's me out there with them. Exactly. I have the same rule. And Russ, when Bella was young, you know, how about when you were young, did your parents let you do that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, I think I'm the second oldest in the group. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, for for the ages of, I mean, as far as I can remember, I mean, from third to, you know, second to third grade to, you know, I mean, even in high school, I mean, right. I, I would say the only thing I would preface is that is that you, you've kind of said a couple of times, like, Parents didn't even know where I was going to go. My parents, I'm sure everybody here, but we at least told them, hey, we're going to go over to Johnny's house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even though we're going to Johnny's house, it doesn't include the fact that we uh, went to the middle school and turned over trash cans and then went to, what you know, we didn't include all that. We just, right. and we ended up at Johnny's at some point, but in the end, you know, I mean, definitely that's, that's just, so- I just wanted to preface that. And with your kid, did you let your kid roam around like you did? No, but that's an unfair uh, assessment because Isabella never was was one of those people anyway. But, but at I the mean, same you time, didn't give them the opportunity though, neither. Yeah, and I don't know that that I would or wouldn't have. Really, Rhonda was the stickler on that one anyway. I mean, I mean, Rhonda would have wrapped her with, you know, <laughs> bubble wrap and bubble wrap and <laughs> bubble wrapping babies. But yeah. you know. All this to say, and the reason that I bring this up and the reason I talk about this is because my kid does play a decent amount of video games because what else are they going to do? You know, I can't go outside with them all the time because I have other things. I have to work during the day or at nighttime I'm like cooking dinner or we're we're cleaning up or we're doing something, you know, to the point where nobody's going to be able to go out and watch them, you know. And and now my kid's about to turn 10, and so she's at the point to where – her personality is kind of set and, and mal basically formed because of the, her past experiences type stuff. She plays a lot of video games because she doesn't have a lot to do. Now she likes to read, so she'll read in her room. She will play video games. She will snap. She's got like a little family Snapchat where she's only got like my cousin and my girlfriend and her mom and, and all these people on there that are only family. So she can only do that kind of stuff and it's locked down, but she does that kind of stuff. She's a very, she's a technologically uh, centered kid. She is, you know, as most kids are this day, they're tech savvy and she's into all that. So the only thing that she's doing that's most of the time not electronic is she's reading, you know, schools on the laptop, you know, especially during COVID. She's 
going, she's going from school from home. So she's on the laptop all day long. Yeah. She gets off. She grabs her phone because there's no phone allowed during school time and there's no phone allowed at bedtime. So the phone goes out of the bedroom at nighttime. Now, when I say phone, she's now almost 10. It's not an active phone plan. It's just a, she uses it as like a mobile tablet device. It's only good on yeah. Wi-Fi type thing. So she's on that stuff all the time. So if you were to look at a video game addiction, she's probably got it. If you call that a video game addiction, because she thinks about video games a lot. She plays video games a lot. She would be extremely upset if I took those video games away because she has nothing else to do besides read a book, and she enjoys to read a book. But she would be like, that doesn't want to be her only option. What else are kids to do this day that's not electronic, an electronic thing, as such as watching TV you know, or doing some of this stuff, you know, and, and, I, and I thought about that long because I have a bunch of friends who are like, oh, my kid only gets this much screen time a day. And I'm like, so what does your kid do? You let them well, just go out and run the street? You know, I, I don't mean, think that's very accurate, but I think it it's because of of who she has in her life, who raises her that dictates that. I mean, my brother, uh, my oldest brother is and has always been the athletic brother. To go out and go doing things, brother. So that's how he's raising his kid. I mean, I don't know where the hell he gets the time, but you know, his kid does like cheer and gymnastics and all this. Well, what are they doing right now during COVID? Cheer and gymnastics and all this because they so don't. So there's some of the people that are, you know, that are helping spread it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't. I mean, and I will. You know, admit. They do their masks and that's about it. Yeah. But what I mean, I'm saying I... is, is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the polar opposite of him uh i'm the technical i'm the entertainment uh you know brother i like movies and i like my games and you know and that's uh, you know and that's just how my kids my kids have learned what they do from me now that they're, they're not all from me thank god they're you know they pick up some of the good stuff from their mother but um you know jasmine doesn't play games like i do but there are some games she loves until Last of Us Two ruined it for. My but kid does stuff but like what I'm saying too. is, you can't really say there's what else is there for them to do um, if the world didn't suck butt right now with the well, COVID. I mean, there's well, things that they can do. Well, let's put inside. this into perspective. My kid does dance, and when I say dance, she has six different dance classes in a week, and they're usually mm-hmm. over a day or two. But outside of that, she doesn't do anything. And yeah. what do you do? Let's take the equation of that. The reason that we did what we did is because we were poor when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My parents couldn't afford to put me in baseball. They couldn't afford to put me in this and that. So what is what do you what do your kids do? If you can't if you're not going to go take them baseball and you're not going to let them run the, run around town unsupervised because that to me is a problem. If you're going to let your child just run the streets unsupervised, that's how they get into trouble because that's how I got into trouble. But yeah. I just don't trust the world today more than anything. You know, if if all I had to worry about was my kid doing something stupid, I could probably handle that because I did stupid stuff and I'm still alive, you know. But I don't trust the world with my kid, and it's not their responsibility to raise a kid too. But I'm just saying, like, no. and, and so Nick, you know, and, and Russ, I mean, like, I just kind of want your opinion on this because Russ, you have an older kid, you know, your daughter is grown, she's in college, she's about to graduate college, you know. That the world's different, you know, from when. We were younger. I would never let my kid do half of what I did or even a quarter. Uh, and so now she's a product of how we live. She goes out when we go out and hangs out with my friends and, and has friend. They have kids and she does that stuff. But for the most part, she's an electronic kid. Yeah. Um, 
Gus? Well, I mean, I, I I didn't know if that was the question. I mean, like Bella growing up. I mean, like like I think I have hard time commenting on this portion because the technology boom happened like it was like two years, three years after Isabella became a teenager or well, or like, like right as she became a teenager, it happened. So like Snapchat didn't come out until she was, you know, 17, I think 16 or 17. And at that point she had already shown me that, that I can trust her with a lot of those things. And so, you know, we, we allowed her to have some of those things and they were still in its infantile or, or youth stage within the, the, the software or the program or, or whatever that, you know, it's kind of like Facebook. When Facebook first started, everybody's like, oh, friends, friends. And then like three years later, Facebook is like, I hate the world, you know, type of thing. So yeah, I'm on the back end of that um, when it comes to like letting her go and do stuff. I mean, she was driving right at age 16. Um, when it came to stuff like that, it was like, I mean, cell phones. So, so you know, like we were always connected. So it it wasn't that big of a deal, but I mean, I, I definitely, I think in the end here, we're, we're at one point in time we need to get back to addiction. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, I I I I believe in. I'm a different. I don't think that I have a relevant story within this this time frame. I guess is what I'm trying well, to say. Well, one thing Rose said though, and it makes sense, is because you're you know Bella's what 22, 23. Somewhere in there. 22. Yeah, 22. Right. Yeah. So, and she's, she, she's in that age range where she missed a lot of the, a lot of that younger attention grabbing stages of, you know, the electronic age. Uh, Lori, you know, she's 18. She doesn't really care about Facebook. She doesn't really care about games. Uh, the only thing she picked up for me is her love for anime. Um, so she didn't pick up a lot of those technical stuff. Uh, She's not addicted to her phone and what you know whatnot like the other kids are. They're you know they're younger than her by a lot, so that that makes a big difference. You know what the other kids are doing as well. Right, and and that this does lead into video game addiction. That's why I brought it up is because my kid has no option if I don't let her go out and run the streets uh, during the day and in the evenings. What is she to do? She has TV, video games, and books. All indoor hobbies. I mean, she does some crafting stuff, but not as much. You know, she's, you know, in this day and age, you think of like a tactile thing that we did when we were kids. If I was stuck in the house, I was making a giant Lego tower or something stupid, you know. <laughs> and my kid's like, I got Minecraft for that, you know, or, or I got Roblox for that, you know. Nick, you know, you got young kids. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, my kids have, you know, for me, I'm... Basically, I'm an only father, or uh, I'm an only parent, right? I'm, a, I'm an only father. I have two kids, and they are with me 90% of the time. They go to their moms every other weekend if she has them. That's and for one day, pretty much. And so that's pretty much the gist of where they go there. So for me, they're with me, you know, a large majority of the time, and I'm very of a technological technology person so that's where they that's what pretty much what they do you know they play video games watch you know netflix disney plus things like that and are pretty much stuck inside 
and 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 it, and it, it kind of sucks for them and i understand that because that's just kind of how i am right i'd rather do things inside and stuff like that even though when i was a kid i was uh, i was out most of the time you know besides playing video games i was out riding my bike and things like that but like we kind of talked about i don't let them out uh unsupervised and you know we live in a neighborhood where you know, unfortunately, the street that's up for me that is somewhat busy compared to the fact that it's in a small neighborhood uh, and people just drive like 90 miles an hour up and down the thing like it's a highway, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't I try to keep them out, you know, let them go out and, and ride their bikes and do various things like that. But I'm always afraid of the, the vehicles because they just don't pay attention. As far as other things, you know, other activities, my son, he played soccer for quite a few years and liked that, but then he didn't like that anymore. And so he's kind of here and there as far as what type of sports he wants to play. And I don't mind if he wants to play sports. I was never into sports when I was a kid. But, you know, if he wants to play them, that's that's fine. And it just depends on what he wants to play. You know, my daughter, she's not really, you know, she's a lot more technical and, you know, always on her tablet or you know, or playing the Xbox or something like that, but she she hasn't kind of found her stride, but, you know, she does like a lot of drawing and stuff like that, so that's more contextualized to the inside, but I think she would like to do dance, so that's something I definitely want to get her into. So, um, you know, for me, it's like, it's trying to balance, it's kind of hard, you know, especially for myself, it's trying to balance the uh, my stuff with their stuff you know, and what they want to do. Um, kind of like Shane said, you know, he has that, his brother that th- they're all, you know, and my brother is kind of the same way with his kids where the, his kids wanted extracurricular activities, football and things like that. And that's all they did. Right. But they're not into gaming and stuff like that. So I think gaming kind of puts it, you know, if I were to speak to it realistically, you know, gaming kind of puts a detriment on that type of stuff. Right. Because gaming is an indoor activity. I guess if you don't have anything else to do besides watch TV, (laughs) then you're going to be more involved in those extracurricular activities because you have nothing else. Um, But if you have gaming or some sort of addiction or hobby, um, that's going to, you know, you're going to have to find time between all these various things, especially having multiple kids. It's a little bit more, you know, that makes it more difficult. Um, to find things that both kids are in and have time to take them to these various things, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Um, I know Shane went through that as well with Lori, who he talked about before, his oldest daughter. Um, so, you know, I'm sure in his experience, you know, that was maybe, you know, and Shane, if you wanted to speak to that, how maybe difficult it was to kind of balance that life, you know, between what they wanted to do, what you wanted to do and, and, and finding those times for those extracurricular activities that, that you wanted to get them involved with. Well, it's, you know, my, my problem is my wife and I, we, we, we have different hours. I work days, she works nights. It's the only way that we can, uh, really take care of the kids, getting them back and forth to school in the mornings, take care of them in the evenings. So extracurricular stuff has been really hard for us with the kids. Uh, Lori was, uh, tried Girl Scouts for a while, but with her hours, it was just, it was too much of a pain. 
Um, and then, you know, because you got to get one kid here, you got to get, you know, take care of the other ones that were much smaller, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, you know, the other kids that have school stuff that they do and it's even just an extra hour of day is, is just really hard on us because you have to pick them up by such, you know, such and such time. But, you know, I, I'm not working from home. I'm working from the office. So I have to go to the office and drive all the way home, but I can't get home in time to pick up kids and yada, yada, yada. So extracurricular stuff for us has been a pain in the butt, but I wish I could get them in more stuff outside of electronics uh, because I don't want them to have park my butt syndrome. You know, I park my butt in front of the TV and I watch my TV all day and all night and play games all day and all night. I do want them to be a little more active. And, and like you, and you said, uh, you know, you, your little girl, she does dance. And I wish I had the ability to do that right now. Uh, our plan is, is, uh, after this school year, the kids will all have set times at, uh, that will make it easier for my wife to go to work days. And then we can try to get those things done in the evening. Cause I honestly would like to be able to exercise after work for a little bit, you know, a couple times a week because my health's not the greatest. And since I quit smoking, there's my addiction. <laughs> I put on a few pounds. Uh, well, by a few, I mean two small children and a goat. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, like I said, when my kid was younger, she didn't want to do anything but have what you said, park your butt syndrome. So we tried but, to force her to do activities. And kids will always pick if you give them the option of something new versus video games. They're going to pick video games. The majority of kids will. My kid didn't want to do anything. I put her in gymnastics. She hated it, hated it. And then, you know, because she's got a little bit of a fear of height. She's a little short thing, so she's afraid of super height. <laughs> so, you know. And then, you know, so we put her in dance, and she actually kind of liked it but was a little scared of it and timid. So she wanted to quit so many times, and I just I was like, you got to do something. I can't let you sit at home and just play video games all day long. So lucky for us, you know. Her mom has worked for home most of her life, or she didn't work. She, you know, she was she didn't work at first, and then as she got older, she worked from home. So she takes her to dance on Mondays, and she's also in Girl Scouts, and so that's her breakup. But outside of those things, she plops her butt down in her room and plays on her computer, or plays on her phone, plays on her Xbox, plays on her Switch, you know, that kind of stuff. So I mean, I, it is just what it is. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to bring this back to. In my opinion, not in my opinion, but if you look at the things that say, hey, if you have video game addiction, these are the symptoms. I would say that the majority of kids who aren't physically active are probably fall into this category. You know, if I took my kid's video game away from them and they couldn't play, she would have a meltdown. You know, I'd whoop her little butt, but she would have a meltdown, (laughs) you know, Mm. you know, but, you know, it's all it's all about how you look at it. I think that. I think there is such thing as video game addiction, but I think the things that they put in here are not really an addiction or addiction signs. Addiction signs are like, you know, we all seen the kid where his, you know, his mom took away his Warcraft account, whatever. He went in his room and flipped his lid and threw his brother across the room and stuff like that. That's an addiction problem or a parenting problem, however you want to look at it. Or both. Or both, yeah, because, I mean. You know, while I while I will say that my kid would be upset, she might mouth off a little bit. But that's the end of it. She's not going to go flip her lid and, like, throw a huge tantrum and scream and cry and all this stuff. But, you know, because I've done it before. She has lost all privileges to all electronics before to where she had only thing in her room was books in her bed. And it's like, I guess you're going to read or you're going to sleep. 
<laughs> you know? So, you know, it's one of those things where I think that if you look at this, kids have an addiction to video. All kids have an addiction to video games if they play games, if you look at this. Because I would say, you know, my kid looks and thinks about video games a lot of the time. She uh, feels bad when she can't play video games. She's upset because she's like, why can't I play? I want to play, you know, or she spends more time uh, playing video games all the time. She's she probably if I didn't force her to, she wouldn't play less or she wouldn't quit. Uh, you know, not wanting to do other things. She would rather play video games. I don't think she has problems at work or school because of gaming, and maybe not even – I wouldn't even say home because all I have to do is tell her to stop and she'll stop. Um, you know, so, you know, it, but there are – I've had to make remedies in life because one of the things she would do was, like I said, she's got this phone and tablet. I would tell her it's bedtime, and we have this rule in my house where I, when I say bedtime, you set a 30-minute timer on your TV, and you can watch a little TV and then go to bed. That's the way it works. Um, but she used to keep her phone in her room. Well, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning a few times, and guess what she was doing in her room? <laughs> Playing on her phone at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, no, no, no. So the phone is not allowed in the room at night. There's no electronic devices allowed because she just won't go to sleep. And then, you know, when I ask her about how much she played, she's not always truthful. She's like, I just played a little bit, and I get a I get a report from Microsoft because I have parenting control set up on her Xbox that says, Hey, Eleanor played this game for three hours and this game for two hours. So, you know, I, I don't monitor her screen time like that. I use it mostly just to see what her habits are and what she's doing and what she's looking at. And then, you know, stuff like that. So I would say if you look at these, this this thing says that I'm addicted to games. And, you know, with Russ not being truthful about this, it says that Russ is not addicted, but the rest of us are. Uh, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being as truthful as need to be for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So it, to- it's the same as being it's the same as saying like you're addicted to TV, right? Right. It's like saying, "Well, do you come home and sit down and watch television?" Well, then you're addicted. And it's like, well, you know, there's a very thin line between, you know, I think even for games and movies and TV and really anything that you do in life, it's like. Where is the line between hobby and addiction, right? I, I think personally it comes down to, you know, for me personally, it comes down to if you take this thing, whatever it is, being gaming, TV, movies, whatever, and you forego all your obligations, right? Not not necessarily like like if you don't have obligations, and let's say you play a game or watch TV or watch a movie. Besides, I don't know, go to the family function. You know, that's not necessarily an obligation. That's like you know your family would love you to be there, but you don't have to be there, right? Or uh, whatever it is. But if you have an obligation, like you need to be at your job, or you need to pay your bills, you need to do these things that are necessities in life. If you forego those things for this one thing, that would I would consider at that point in your life to be a, a, an addiction, right? Where that takes over your life, right? And it's the same with alcohol, smoking. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. It's where that one particular thing takes over every instance of your life where you're constantly doing it and constantly thinking about it. And that's the only thing where other things in your life are going by the wayside for that one thing. And that's what I would consider 
you having an addiction. Now, if you can do that thing that you like, but you can also juggle real life, right? Um, job, bills, obligations, various things like that, and still do this thing, then I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't consider that being a, uh, addiction because you have a handle on that, right? It's not overtaking those things, right? If you need to go to your job, you're doing that. Uh, if you need to pay that bill, besides buying that $60 video game, you're paying that bill. You're saying, okay, if I have to choose between the two, I'm going to pay this bill because it needs to be paid because I need electricity to stay on, right? And maybe next time I'll have some free money to get the game, right, or something like that, um, or to watch the movie or whatever. Um, so to me, that's what addiction is. Addiction is where you don't care about this, that, or the other, or those priorities, and you're just saying, no, this is more priority than taking a shower or, <laughs> you know, whatever so, it is. It's like those people in Korea, you know, at the, the gaming cafes. Right, yeah. the one the story about the kid who died because he had like a right. well, four-day game. Stories of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you're willing so, to defecate yourself or defile yourself well, here, for, so Nick has basically a, for said anything, addiction has to be harmful. That's basically – so for it to be – Addiction, it has to be harmful. I mean, to you it, or it, others. Well, yeah, and we're not necessarily mean to health or anything, but like that, but harmful to your life and, and, or detriment to your life. And a detriment could be, you know, you're not paying your bills, you're not going to work, you're not taking care of priorities. But I mean, in all, in all honesty, I think addiction has varying degrees and levels because if you, if you take something that everybody talks about as addiction and a few of us have had experience with smoking. Smoking, if you're smoking, it doesn't matter if you're smoking, you know, whatever. If you're a smoker, you're addicted. That's just plain and simple about it. That's what they say. There is no, you know, there is no harmful to yourself. I mean, you're harming yourself in a sense that you're putting chemicals into your body and stuff like that. But, you know, there are people who live in their 80s and 90s who smoke every day, you know. So, I mean, it's it's a risk. It's a You're basically taking a risk when you're smoking, but it's considered an addiction, too. So how do you how do you how do you segregate that or varying degree of that? Because uh, Shane, you were a smoker. Russ, you were a smoker. Nick, have you were you a smoker? I think you were, right? Or are? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, would, and would you cigarettes? But the, <laughs> but I mean, would you consider what you were doing with smoking an addiction? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Nick. Yeah, I would, but but you didn't put anything at a detriment. Or true, but I would classify that as an addiction to the chemical, right? I mean, the smoking and alcohol have addictive properties, right? There are addictive, especially smoking, for example, has a, you know, nicotine, which is an addictive property, which makes you addicted to the product, right? If, if smoking in general didn't have, and, and I don't know because we've never been through this instance, but if smoking didn't have that addictive property, you know, would smoking be what it is today? Would people still smoke? Would those who smoked continue to smoke, right? Um, it, because those become where your body desires that particular thing, right? And in gaming, you're, I, I don't see gaming as thing like it has having an addictive property in that same sense where your body is like, I need it. But, um, whereas smoking is like, 
you know, your body is telling you, I need this. Or in alcohol, even alcohol abuse and, and alcoholism, um, your body, if it doesn't get it, it goes through withdrawals, right? Now, in your mind, in your head for gaming or any other sense of that type of entertainment, um, you could have a psychological withdrawal, I should say, I guess, in your head where you think you need it. But really, your body's not – I don't think your body's going through that emotion where it's like, oh, my God, if I don't get it, I'm going to go – I'm going to freak out, well, right, you, unlike cigarettes and alcohol. Do you know why they say drugs. video games are addictive, though? Because basically they're saying the reason the video games are addictive is because gaming in itself releases dopamine from the brain. So and your body gets used to that and it wants that and it kind of kind of craves that because you know your gaming creates a a gaming creates a type of enjoyment and that enjoyment releases dopamine. So right. I mean I could see that. I mean any type of enjoyment's going to do that, right? Yeah, food I mean, will give game. that to you. Right. True. So, oh, said I, I have mean, a food that's addiction. a natural reaction, right? <laughs> I guess that's a, it's more of a natural thing, right? It's a natural reaction to your body's naturally releasing this substance into your, into your, into your body to say, okay, um, we want more of that. Whereas I feel like alcohol and cigarettes and, and other drugs, you're putting something into your body that's then, then telling your body, okay, we need more of that, right? Where in this case, you're not really putting it into you in a sense um you're just experiencing something where your body's like i like this uh i i guess it's the same concept but still i mean i think alcohol and cigarettes are a little bit more addictive than gaming uh, you know because i i love video games and i can play video games all the time but i can easily i mean there's been stints i mean shane could probably you know uh back this up there's been stints where there's been months where i've never played a game period yeah, your last marriage Right. But yeah, but, but, I mean, yeah, so I just, it's not like, you know, if it was cigarettes, cigarettes are a lot harder. Right. I mean, like stopping smoking is yes. not an easy thing because um, it's it, cigarettes. Cigarettes in some ways is like video gaming. You have the uh, just that that uh, habit of gamer. just going to do something <laughs> like uh, when I first quit, the hardest thing for me wasn't. Uh, craving it was as soon as I got out of work and I got in my truck first thing I would do is I'd reach over for something that I would do for years I mean I smoked for yeah yeah I mean I smoked for almost 30 years uh, and that's not good considering I'm only 46 (laughs) Um, but so I just but the cigarettes though they have that 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 added chemical in there that makes it addictive so it's It's the same but different. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I, you know, I was going to make a joke because Nick was saying about you don't put anything in you, but then I was going to make a joke about sex addicts, but, you know, you get something <laughs> put in you, you know. I was like, well, you don't get anything. You're not, you're not introducing anything to your body. And Nick said, well, you put something in you. And I'm like, oh, dang it, there goes my sex joke. Because there's sex Sorry, people who are addicted to sex. And, you <laughs> right. know, it's the same thing. It's a dopamine-type uh, reaction in the brain. And so the way that I honestly see this, and I, you know, Agree, disagree, you know, whatever it is on how you do. I think that there's varying types of addiction. I would honestly say that I don't necessarily agree that it's an addiction unless you're far off on the scale, which I think is less than 2% of all people that play games is probably even what I would consider addiction. But if they want to do like an addiction thing, I think it needs to be a scale because you can be uh, 
I just by all means, what their scale says is their scale says that I have a problem. And maybe I do. And my problem is that I just want to play video games and leave me alone. I'm not harming anybody. I'm living my life. I'm making I'm making I'm making time to do the things that I need to in life. And I'm taking care of my responsibilities in life. And I'm not calming, causing harm to anybody or anything. I'm okay. giving those people and things that need attention. And then I'm also feeding my habit of playing a game. So and it's the same thing I would say with smoking. Smoking is a personal choice. That person decides to make. They know that there's risks from smoking, and the risks are that they could damage their lungs or cause some type of cancer or whatever. With video games, the risk is is that you know you're going to be happy and you may diversion. Yeah, you may ruin a relationship or something because you didn't put in the proper time. You didn't know how to properly manage. To that level, I would say that's a high level addiction, and I would say that I was addicted in my twenties that I ruined relationships and. And put video games above all else, but I I consider I play a lot now. I mean, I would say that I probably put in on average, you know, I would play an hour or two a night. I think on average, maybe sometimes longer. Um, just depends on the night. Like today, I won't get any video game time in because as soon as we're done with the podcast, I'm gonna go spend time with a girlfriend and watch a little TV and you know get a little wife faction, a little wife, you know, so I don't get wife aggro later, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I will do that. And then tomorrow night when I get off work. You know, I will go hang out with a girlfriend. We'll make dinner, and I'll talk to the kiddo, and, you know, we'll do a little bit of that. And then probably around 6.30 or 7, I'll come down here and play till 9, and then go upstairs and hang out for an hour before bed. And that's kind of my routine. I do that. I play for, you know, two hours. If it's a night that, you know, the girlfriend's like, hey, I got a bunch of projects, or she's got to work, or she's got a work function, I'll play from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m., you know, if I can get away with that. But if I've got other responsibilities, I will do that. But I will say on average that I probably spend two hours a night playing games. That's yeah, my kind of weekend. They try to classify as an on or off type thing, right? right? And I agree with you. There's various degrees, right? It's not just a yes or no type of thing, right? You know, it's not just an on or off. You know, you're either addicted or you're not. You know, that's it, right? <laughs> Which is not. It's There's various degrees. I mean, if you can play video games or, or watch movies or, or do whatever, right? Uh, that they would, would consider addictive, but still be able to maintain your social and uh, productive life, but still do these things. I mean, in that in their instance of addiction, you could say anything's addictive, right? And everything's addictive and everyone's addicted. Oh, yeah, I would agree there. But I, I would say that they just need to stop that and either be like, you know, there's an addiction, which is an actual issue and not, you know. Because I guess if you go by their scale, I'm a high-functioning addict, right? <laughs> I make sure everything's taken care of, but I still game a lot. And and like I said, I say two hours a night, but that's not on the weekends. If we have nothing going on on the weekends, I'll play a lot on the weekends. Uh, I just do what I'm allowed to do. Well, see, you've got you 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 got a control for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your wife I get says, home. No. I get home. I do dinners. I double check homeworks and all that garbage. I, you know, and then if I got time, I will hop on here with, you know, you guys or, uh, by myself. And, you know, of course we do our Tuesday, you know, sometimes Wednesday recordings, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so if, if I, if I'm lucky, I can get an hour a night, uh, on the week, on the work nights. Now the weekends, uh, the wife don't typically care, you know, when me, you and, uh, Russ and Nick, uh, jump on. She usually has fun just listening to us talk crap with each other. And making fun of us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she joins in on that, too. And we make I mean, fun of her. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I, I think the moral, I think the moral of the story is, is when you jump on to play a game, tell yourself, all right, is this the most important thing I got going on or not? Make that decision. Cause if you think it's the most important thing you got going on, then you need to get something more important in your life. Then you're addicted. More, more video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. I, you know, like I said, I think we're all in pretty much a lot of agreements here on, on how they risk it. But like I said, I think that they even under on a lot of the studies, they're basically saying there's like between one and nine percent of people are considered addicted. Most people just have a, a problem with gaming or they just game a little too much. But, you know, life will life will self-correct or you'll just go down in flames is the way it is most with most addictions. I yeah. mean, it's all honestly if you think of anything that's an addiction, if you think of drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever, life will kick you in the teeth at some point, and you either get up and brush yourself off and be like, huh, I better stop doing this, or <laughs> you're basically like, I'm jumping back on the horse, and the horse takes you even further down the road where you get kicked in the teeth again until you're running down the street with no teeth and you have to gum the soup, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's where you end up in life. So, I, you know, it's life will kick you in the teeth, and you either learn from it or you just jump back on the horse and go with the flow, you know, so... Uh, I think we're all pretty much around that. We've all learned lessons from life, and we're all where we are today because of it. And we're, I would consider, I would put an argument that all of us are pretty successful in life. Yeah, you know? I would think so. All right, but all right. On a count of three, let's say the name of the person we think is more addicted to video games in our little group. <laughs> that's, all, that's not even cool. Ready? <laughs> Nick, oh. you want to join in? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so bad. Ready? One, two, three. Nick. Nick. Patrick. (laughs) Russ Russ abstained, huh? Oh, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna get any of that. (laughs) Or he's asleep. Yeah, Russ fell asleep on us. Russ, are you abstaining from this vote? I guess he is. Yeah, I think so. All uh, right. But, yeah, I don't think any of us are, in all honesty, that any of us are addicted. Not to the point where we would, you know. Destroy our risk, lives for games. Risk, risk those important things in our lives. And I think we have a support right. system that any of us felt that way, we'd be kicking the other one in the rump. Yep, pretty much. So, cool. I think we've kind of beat this horse to death. You know, I mean, we're going to have to call yeah. this podcast uh, – we're gonna have to call this podcast a multi-title. It's gonna end up being, uh, yeah. it's gonna be addict, addictive video addiction games and to dating. the addiction. It's gonna be addiction in video games and dating in the digital digital world. <laughs> yes, how to raise a child and it's a three-parter. Yeah, it's a three-parter. Relationships, children. <laughs> so cool. So uh, we all appreciate you guys listening to us just ramble on for this podcast, um, and we hope to catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, until the next episode, catch you later. <laughs>